Outbreak Media Group, JD is the founder Madison and Mason, I'm so glad he found us James is like Birdman, and I'm Little Wayne And he is behind the scenes, and I do my thing So 2026 has been on my mind uh, I'm the type of person where I try to think five years ahead People sometimes can live in the past My motto is, uh, don't be a dinosaur, but stay ahead of the curve so I got Marcus on the show. What's, what's popping, my boy? What's up, man? How you doing? Thank you for having me. I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Uh, you know, before we, we hop into the subject about what is it like uh, hosting a show, where do you like to eat uh, brunch, bro? What, what's, what's your favorite thing to eat for brunch? Man, if we're talking about brunch, man, probably. I like to keep it to breakfast. Like, I love breakfast food if we're if we doing brunch. But if it's, like, lunchtime, like, you know, I love eating, like, I know it's a little fancy, but I love eating, like, sushi or, like, you know, something that's like, you know, I don't know why, but lately I've been eating a lot of sushi lately for, for lunch, so. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so for me, bro, uh, there's this place uh, locally. It has, it's, some, it's called the Gucci sandwich, literally, the Gucci egg sandwich. And uh, that's like a word I use all the time. And that thing got, uh, it's a burger, bacon, uh, you know, over egg over easy type joint. So I like creative stuff like that. Obviously, you got to have a mimosa with that thing. Like, how are you gonna have brunch with a mimosa? So, yeah, man, that's 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 me right there, man. That's me right there. Um, but uh, yeah, let's kick into that cop topic though. So, tell us a little bit about your show, man. How did you get into um the show that you're doing, bro? What's the story behind that? So, man. So originally, you know, I, 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 was, a, I was a photographer. Uh, it's called Doc Season Photography. That was my main thing. Um, you know, I was I was working with a lot of big big uh, modeling agencies, big companies, and everything. Um, so I was really into that. But the thing is, my personality has always been outgoing. My personality has always been an extrovert. So a lot of people, especially in my close family, would always be like, "Hey, Marcus, like, what are you doing? Like, you should be in front of the camera, not behind it." Instead of being behind the scenes, you should start trying to be like a personality on the internet, stuff like that. So I was like, you know, I took that advice and I was like, you know, maybe I should try it out. Uh, yeah. So I'm born and raised in Vegas. And in Vegas, before uh, COVID hit, you know, there's a lot, they have a lot of like shows, talent shows, like local shows in Vegas. They have a lot of things that goes on on the strip and everything. So since I was already in tune with, you know, like through photography and everybody, a lot of different people knew me already. You know, I had the chance to MC and host a lot of different, you know, a lot of different shows. So when I was hosting it and seeing a lot of different shows, bringing high energy, a lot of people started to follow me. A lot of people liked me. A lot of people was like, oh, my God, yeah, Marcus, you got energy. You need to be in front of a camera. Right. So once I started doing that, going around, you know, putting my face out there instead of just being a photographer, you know, a lot of people really started to rock with me. So then I was like, okay, I'm going to start doing this for real, for real. So then once the pandemic hit, you know, I didn't have time to go MC shows and stuff like that. So. You know, I was like, well, let me start up a podcast. I've always wanted to start up my own podcast and then, you know, be able to spread knowledge and spread the wealth of knowledge through other people's conversation. Right. And instead of just being a personality and cracking jokes, you know, I also want to spread, you know, knowledge through conversation through a podcast as well. So, you know, I sat down, thought about it. I had a lot of time to think. I was like, let me go ahead and do that. So then I started up the podcast. It's been a hit. A lot of people have been liking it. What's the best part is that I just got my own radio show as well. Right. So now I'm also a radio personality on live air too. So so just me stepping out of my comfort zone and taking that extra step and being able to do that allowed me to be able to, you know, start up my actual show and just be just be free.
free. Yo, that's what's up, bro. Congratulations to you, man. You know, I, I definitely respect the hustle. And the fact that you took that feedback from the fam and you ran with that dude, you know what I'm saying? You, you created your own lane. Um, now, I, you mentioned that you're extroverted because you and I both are extroverted. Um, do you feel like only extroverts could, could run a show? Like what if somebody's introvert and they want to, you know, start their own podcast or their own radio show? Do you feel like, oh, ex- hosting is only for extroverts? Like what's your thoughts on that, bro? Yes. Um, I don't think so. I, personally, in my personal opinion, I think like emceeing live stuff and being a host for like live shows, like concerts and stuff. Maybe that you have to be a little bit extroverted for that because you're on stage and a lot of people staring at you. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you know that that's going to take a little bit of extrovert personality. But as far as like hosting your own podcast show or radio live show, you got to realize that you don't have to be an extrovert because you know you're sitting, you know, you're sitting there alone. Yes, you have an audience, but at the end of the day. It's a virtual audience that you can't see, so you may feel a lot more comfortable speaking on things that you love, speaking on things that you want to talk about. So you know, so if you're speaking on things you want to talk about and things you want to love, it's your own show at the end of the day. You know what I mean? It's your own show. It's free flowing. You can do whatever you want. You can feel however however you want to feel. You can say the things that you want to say, and because it's your own show, you can make it into your own. It doesn't have to be a huge bubbly personality. It doesn't have to be a huge bubbly. You know, no show. You don't have to yell in the mic. You don't have to scream. Get too excited. You know what I mean. So an introvert can definitely host their own show. And before we even uh, switch over to the next question, it's like I want people to understand that it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter if you're an introvert or extrovert. Anything that you want to do, it doesn't matter what personality you have. Anything that you want to do, you can do it. And the only person that can stop you from doing that is yourself. It doesn't matter what other people are saying. It doesn't matter if somebody says, "Oh, you're not. You don't have." big enough personality for it if you love something you go out there chasing and do it and it's you know as simple as that honestly yeah man I, I like how you said that it's your own show like when like there's a variety of podcasts there's even a podcast that i listen to is called dear introvert um because i have uh-huh. a few friends that are introverted i'm like Yo, i need to understand them how they operate because I, I just don't get it sometimes but um for show like people will fall in love with who you are and what you have to say, like, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? Like somebody might have a science type doing. Somebody might have, you know, uh, they can talk about, and like, it don't matter what the podcast is about. Some people have more humor or um, I think there's just so many business podcasts. There's all kinds of podcasts out there. So if somebody's thinking about starting a podcast, they should just go for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, because um, I've, I've had people tell me, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You know what I'm saying? That's the thing. I just feel like a lot of people, and I mentioned that in my live radio show the other day, I think a lot of people are just, even if they're, even extroverts, not even just introverts, but I feel like a lot of people are scared to take that step because they feel like, oh, nobody's going to support me. Nobody's going to, you know, nobody's going to jump on and watch. Nobody cares. So once they put that fear in their heart, obviously, you know, they're not going to want to do anything. And I think that's the problem with a lot of us that we just need to step out our comfort zone and do things that we know that we love to do. And that's, you know, that's what I had to battle myself. You know, I didn't even want to start my podcast or radio show because I really felt like people didn't care like they said they would. You know what I mean? Right. But I had to get out of my comfort zone, take that extra step. And, and now I'm actually very happy that I did that. Yeah, man. I feel fear freezes people. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you have too much fear exactly. and self-doubt, you're going to freeze. You ain't going to take that step. Because for me, I was like, yo, I'm too young to have a podcast. You know, I'm, I'm 28. I'm like, yo, I should be in my 30s or 40s. I should wait till I'm more experienced like like who's gonna listen to this young dude like there's people out there who's in their 40s and they just started a podcast i was like who am i 
But then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm going to take that leap of faith and, and, and do my thing. Um, because honestly, like, I thought podcasting was going to be more difficult than what it is. Like, it, it's, it's a lot of work. Don't get me wrong. Like, there's behind the scenes. There's editing. There's, you know, the fundamentals that people don't see behind the scenes. Um, you know, so, like, what, do you, what would you say is some of the behind the scenes that people may not see about podcasting? Like, what is it like to have your own show in the behind the scenes of it? Honestly, behind the scenes, it's pretty difficult sometimes. You know, like, obviously, like you said, you got the basic stuff. Like, you have to edit and everything like that. You got to put you got to put in the effort to, you know, for, for to make your show look visually appealing. But one thing I think people fail to realize, and then anything that you do, not even just podcasting, I think the hardest thing behind the scenes is your own self-promotion, promoting yourself and being able to let people know who you are. I think the thing with me, a lot of people look at it as like, oh, Marcus got his own live, he's doing his thing. Marcus got his podcast show. No, no, no. They, they see the glamorous like part of like the stuff that I'm doing. But the thing is, you know, it's a lot of self-doubt. It's a lot of self, you know, because podcasting is a very, it's a very slippery slope. You know what I mean? It's not like music where like you can turn people up. It's not like music where people can turn your music up on the speaker and go crazy and enjoy it. You know what I mean? Right. A podcast is really, you really have to appeal to a certain audience for them to sit back and listen. You know what I mean? Right. Like, especially, especially if, you know, you know, if your show is like an hour long or something, like you see, I got everybody down there. I got Sean, Hannah, Anita, and Zay, right? They're all down there. You know, they're all rocking with me, right? But if I have a show, a podcast episode for like an hour that they don't, you know, they 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 they, they support me, but they truly don't care about it too much. Right? That you don't care about it too much just because the topic isn't really them. They could possibly not even care to tune in, and you lose viewers. You know what I mean? So mm. I think the hardest behind the scenes thing for me personally would have to be self-promotion and being and, and, and planning ahead to make sure that you maximize your viewers to the best way that you can. And that's just me personally. Yeah. You know, for me, it's similar to you. Like to me, there's, there's a fluctuation, like some days or some weeks or some months I'm on, I'm on my game. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing my thing. I'm confident. And then sometimes I'm, I might even like the motivation. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like with with podcasting, with having your own show, consistency is so important. Like you gotta stay consistent. You gotta whether it's you posting twice a week and you you know you're recording twice a week. You know what I'm saying? And then you editing on top of that. Um, sometimes you just might not feel like editing that day, or you know what I'm saying? Like there's gonna be family situations or this drama or this thing you got to take care of, or you know what I'm saying? You got an argument with the girl, so it's like. There's so many things that that goes on. It's it's a holistic. I don't know if you vibe in what I'm saying, but I definitely feel like um, consistency is key. But it's hard to be consistent because there's a lot of things outside of the podcast that we be doing. I think that's one of the hardest things is consistency. You know, trying to find a way around your outside life to really put in the effort to to be consistent. But people need to understand that you know. If you really love something and you're really passionate about something, this is exactly what you want to do. Maybe it may not be exactly what you want to do now, but you are really passionate about it. I mean, even if it's like YouTubing or anything like that, if you're really passionate about it, you're definitely going to have. You're definitely going to put in the time. You're definitely going to find ways to do it. Um, honestly, it has been hard for me to be consistent with me going to school and everything like that. But at the same time, I know that it's something I love and it's something that I want to do. So I always find ways and I find at least a little bit of time to set aside to make sure, you know, that I get done what I need to get done. And I think um, 
I think the stressful part about it all is trying to set it up. It's not even the podcasting part. It's not even the speaking part. It's just, you know, finding time to set it up, find a guest speaker. If you want to have a guest speaker, you know, planning out your episode, editing. You know, it's not even really just the, the podcasting part. But I think once people learn to be consistent and realize that, oh, this is exactly what I do and just stay on it, you know, stay on their A game and do what they need to do, then it's, it's going to be easy for anybody to do anything that they want, honestly. It's just... It's just, you know, we have to be better at time management. Maybe you have to wake up an hour earlier than before. You know, it's a lot of different loopholes that we can do in life to make sure that we, you know, do the things that we want to do. Especially if it's something that you want to do, you know what I mean? Right. It's not forced. Right, right. Oh, yo, bro, so you said you in college. Um, uh, what, you in, what you in school for, bro? So right now I'm studying, um, finishing up my master's at the University of Arizona in public administration. Um, it's, it's, uh, I want to go on a local state government. If this, if radio broadcasting and my podcasting stuff doesn't take off, I want to go on local state government and, um, get in a position of power at the local state level and hopefully try to give back and put, put, uh, you know, community resources in the black community. Um, I specifically want to be like a city planner. So I want to plan, you know, plan for, uh, you know, do urban planning and stuff like that and be able to put more resources in black communities and pass policies and stuff like that. Or I also want to go be a chief diversity officer at a university and, you know, spread diversity and awareness through different university campuses, especially, uh, you know, those predominantly white schools. That's what's up, bro. Um, definitely tip my hat to you because, like, you know, you're grinding with the school, you're grinding with the show. Keep doing your thing, bro. Because for me, like my backup plan would be uh, nonprofit. I would probably, if it's not starting my own nonprofit, becoming a director at one. Because um, I'm definitely a community guy, um, and it's like there's just so many ways to give back. There's just so many things that's like you know what I'm saying that I want to help out in. Um, so if 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 because like right now I'm, I'm all set, but it's like, if I, if I need to, to pivot into something, it would be, it would be in that industry. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, okay. And, so here's and the nonprofit can definitely solve with my, with my degree too. Like you can definitely go into the nonprofit sector. Facts. Facts. All right. Here's the finale question for you, bro. Um, business is personal. What does that mean to you before, before you answer, it's kind of like, you know, there's just so many different ways to, to conduct ourselves and, 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 professional settings you know what i'm saying some people business is all business you know um for you um what's your thoughts on business being business or be business being personal what's your thoughts on that bro see i think see i think people need to understand that yes people say that business is personal but i think people need to understand that at the end of the day there is some personal things that are going to go on in your business. Like, say if you're hosting a business or something, right? And yes, you may have to, you know, be a cold shoulder to your family sometimes and this and that. But people need to understand that even though it may be business to you, you people still want to take things to heart because they know you as an individual first. You know what I mean? So right. before you even had your business, before you even were selling things to your friends and family and everything like that, they knew you as a person, as an individual first. So they knew, they know where your heart is. They know what type of person you are. You know, they know what type of vibe, what kind of energy you're on. So, you know, even though it may be business to you, if you do something cutthroat and rude and disrespectful to somebody that's that you're selling to, a customer or something like that, and your excuses may be like, oh man, it's just business. You know, people want to take that to heart because it's like, well, before your business, I knew you personally. I knew you before. <laughs> you show love all the time. You show love to me. We've been close. You've been to my house. You ate at my table. You know what I mean? So people, I get that business sometimes has to be clear, cut, clean, straight to the point. But sometimes people need to realize that we're human at the end of the day. That's just me personally. Anybody in the group, like, 
you know, we got, you know, got everybody in the audience right now that are listening. Like, you know, everybody may be different, but me personally, it's like, I'm going to treat my customers as like regular people. I'm not going to treat them as just customers. Just want to run my business the way I want to run my business. But at the same time, though, you know, I'm not saying I'm going to look out and give out free handouts, but people need to understand that we're all human. You can't just disrespect somebody because you say it's business. You can't just call somebody out, call them out their name, push them out of your out of your restaurant or something like that just because it's business. No, you need to understand that these people are human beings. They have emotions. And instead of being so rude and cutthroat with them, people need to understand it. just sit down and listen and talk to people. Like, say, hey, look, man, this is my business. Please don't disrespect my business. You know, I got love for you, but this is just the way I want to run things. You can easily sit down and have a conversation with them because people don't, people forget that we're human. You know what I mean? Right. And there's so many people in business that make money that are treating pe- treating human beings as a piece of garbage. Uh, excuse my language. You treat them as shit. You know what I mean? So right. it's like instead of treating them the way that we treat them because it's quote unquote business, treat them like human beings. And everybody would have to say the line, it's not personal, it's just business. You know what I mean? If yeah. we all treat each other as human beings. And I think people get so ahead of the game, they get so caught up with themselves because they're the boss of their own business. And when they're the boss of their own business, they feel, you know, that power. They got that power struggle sometimes. And I think that's why a lot of people are disrespectful to, you know, paying customers, loyal customers, or even just, you know, their family members. So I know. It's a slippery slope, Mason. You know, it's a lot of things you can talk about. I know a lot of people in the audience definitely probably have something to say about, you know, business personal. And I feel like everybody's going to run it the way they want. But I just think overall, man, it's like if you're not treating somebody like a human being that they are and you're spreading negativity within your own business, and that's just going to give you a bad name. That's why people are so, you know, so against you. You know what I mean? I hope that answers your question. No, no, no. Yo, bro, <laughs> you, you, you speak in truth, man, because like uh... – he would definitely be ego tripping and they, they, you know, money success might get to their head, but uh, there's a hashtag on LinkedIn. It's uh, team human, right? Like you said, people are, people are people, people are humans. And it's like, you know, I give an example. Like if some, like if I was going to, let's say I had to let somebody go, like as far as like, I got employees and I got let one of them go, I'm not about to send that in an email. You know what I'm saying? I'm not about to like, oh, you know, you know what I'm saying? I'm not about to send that on an email on a Saturday and now, they like, yo, what happened? Now I'm gonna have a face to face and I'm gonna deliver it in the, the most compassionate, gracious way. And if I can afford it, maybe even give them a severance package. Like, you know, here's a week, you know what I'm saying? This is the best I can do, but you know, here's some, you know what I'm saying? But I'm not gonna just, oh, it's Friday afternoon, you're fired. And then they just left for the lurches, you know what I'm saying? And it's the end of the month, exactly. the 29th, and you know they gotta pay rent, you know what I'm saying? Like, nah, like. I'm not going I'm not going to be that way because at the end of the day people are human people have lives but we can invite up we can invite a couple people up um we got time if you want yeah, yeah let me I'll invite Let's you. invite yeah. yeah let's invite some people uh, uh I know I know Jasmine uh, Jasmine down there Jasmine Tall's running her own business you know a few people on Instagram and stuff like that I know she got a lot of a lot of materials going on I know she got a lot of uh you know, she's also an Olympian, but I know, but besides that, you know, she runs her own business. So if you're interested in bringing her up, I know Zay, I know Zay, uh, got his own, his own YouTube channel. I know he's got going on with that. I don't know if Nita's running her own business, but I do know she's in school and Hannah, I don't know if she's running her own business as well. I know she's, um, you know, she's doing her thing, but you know, if anybody want to come up and, you know, jump in and, and, and chime in on the business aspect, uh, you know, guys feel free to do so. So, so uh, I'll, I'll start with Zay. So, Zay, what's your thoughts on, on what we talking about? Or, um, I feel like I 100% agree with everything that you guys are talking about. 
as far as like when um, I think Mason, yeah, Mason, both of you guys are saying it, but when it comes to having a business or like uh, hosting a show or anything like that, uh, you know, the main key is consistency. Um, and that's what it takes. And even if you got to, you know, like when you're saying Marcus, like, oh, even if you got to, you know, you got to analyze and work with what you got and be like, okay, you know what, if this isn't working out, you know, and I don't got enough time, like, let me wake up early, let me wake up an hour earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people, you know, we make excuses. And as humans, I think that's what we do. We make excuses for, you know, certain things. And when we do have the power to change certain things, it's just, it's just that we're not, we aren't, you know, making that change in our life to adapt. You feel me? We have to adapt and we have to change. We have to be able to um, allow our bodies to work with what we want. So when it comes to success, it's going to take a lot of fails. It's going to take a lot of failures. Uh, success definitely comes with challenges and it comes with obstacles and stuff like that. We think that it's just a one straight road where it's easy. That's not what success is. Mm-hmm. Success is a process and that and there's beauty in that struggle, which is why, you know, you hear that, that saying so much. There's beauty, there definitely is beauty in the struggle. And when you're struggling, that's what's going to lead you to success. Facts. Exactly. And that's all it is, man. Facts. Hey, Nita, you got anything you wanted to add, Nita? No, I'm just listening. All right, cool, cool, cool. Deshaun, uh, what's your thoughts, man, on, on business being personal? Um, I would definitely just like to chime in on Marcus and saying it's just even just making sure it's very personal because I feel like with customers tend to forget that they're customers and customers can't be ruthless when you ain't get there when they don't have their stuff. So just even working with a black owned business as large as like HTC Apparel, I see the difference with how black customers operate and respond to other black owned businesses versus like Fashion Over. People are more lenient with Fashion Over than black owned businesses and black owned businesses will be the ones to actually kind of get back more to the community but people are more lenient with other companies and I'm not too sure why that is but just even learning more about that is definitely something we should kind of be touching bases on but that is something that we see more uh, we see it more than our community than anywhere else. Yo, Deshaun, I appreciate that you brought that up because sometimes we do have uh, customers or clients that maybe they've given us a hard time and it can be tempting to 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 snap or or take it to that point. But at the end of the day, like when you're the business owner, you know, we got to be the bigger person at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate you bringing that point up. That was that was that was key. Uh, Price. Yeah, and I think. Okay, oh, no, go ahead. Go no, ahead. No, no. Uh, I just want to chime in on what Deshaun was saying. You know, it's like, hey, Deshaun, meet your mic for me really quick, bro. But, um, you know, just chiming on what Deshaun was saying, it's like, you know, especially in Black-owned businesses, you know, we can go on and on about, you know, the aspect of Black-owned businesses. But the thing is, though, a lot, a lot of a lot of Black-owned businesses, even though, you know, there's a lot of people in the Black community, let's be honest, that, you know, try to ask for handouts sometimes and stuff like that. And that's why a lot of businesses fail. But at the same time, though, you know, there's a lot of Black-owned businesses that we that we need to address that need to make sure, you know, that they're treating their customers like, you know, not, I'm not saying treat everybody like family, treat and show love, not all of that, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, it's like, we need to treat them as, as people rather than customers. And if we look at them as people instead of customers first and work with them and, and be respectful, they're going to respect us back, even if they don't get the product that they want. Just because we show them that respect, even if they, they're unsatisfied, dissatisfied with something that we give them or that we sell to them, they're still going to show us respect and be like, hey, look, can you guys just, can you guys just fix this for me? Can you guys just, you know, you know, I, I understand that it was probably a mistake. Can you guys, and you know, that, 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 doing so, doing that, it actually, it builds loyalty. It builds exactly. loyalty with your customer. Because when you think about it, okay, say for uh, instance, like uh, McDonald's, right? They're, 
there's McDonald's everywhere. At least where I live, there's McDonald's every corner. You feel me? But I could choose to go to this specific location because of the cu- the customer experience that I had there. You feel me? They exceeded my customer. They exceeded exactly. the customer's expectations, and they showed me a reason why to be loyal to them rather than to go to another location that doesn't give me that same that same connection or like you know customer experience. You know, like I you know. And then when you do this, so you you tend to learn those customers' names, and you tend to become like not family, but you know they become a person to you. They become someone who you a loyal customer, someone that you know as a, a person who supports your business. Exactly. So it's all about building loyalty at the end of the day. Exactly. And once you build that loyalty and you and you allow people to come up and they feel comfortable, they feel respected. Like if they get something, you know, there's a lot of people probably that are consumers that are scared to even, not scared, but you know, they're worried. Like, I don't, I don't want to return anything. It's cool. I don't want to say anything. It's all right. Just let it go. Because they feel that fear of the, the business owner or the, or, the, or the retail worker to be disrespectful to you know what I mean? And once we start to treat customers as family and as regular, not as family, but as like regular people with emotions and feelings, then they'll be able to respect us a lot more. Thanks. Hey, Price, you you uh, wanted to say something, bro? You had unmuted a few seconds ago. Um, uh, no, I agree with Mark and Jose. Everything that they're saying for us. Facts. All right, yeah, so I'm gonna like, move. I'm gonna have, move everybody back. Y'all got anything to say? Who? What'd you say, Marcus? My bad. I didn't hear you. I was gonna see if Hannah, Jasmine, and Jess had anything to say before we. You know, I had invited them up. Down. I invited them up. I'll, I'll give. I'll send an invite one more time. Harry. Oh, Hannah. Hey, Jess. Welcome to the show. Um, just to give you context. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. Um, so we were talking about businesses personal. Um, you know, cause sometimes, uh, people could be cutthroat in business and things of that nature. And Marcus was talking about how, you know, we're human at the end of the day. So what's your, what's your, what's your thoughts on that? Did you want to add anything to business being personal? Um, I mean, I for sure think that business is personal because especially for a lot of people, business is like what is keeping, you know, people afloat in times um hold up but i'm at work so <laughs> i'm gonna tune back in in like two seconds okay um while she getting her thoughts together uh marcus there is one last question i did want to ask you before we wrap up too um and then i would love to hear what jess has to say so 2026 has been on my mind bro um and there's various industries you and i are in the media industry so five years from now what do you think podcasting is going to be like um, when it comes to radio and different things, uh, what future do you see in podcasting in general? It could be something simple or you can take it however you want to take it. I think, I think podcasting is going to continue to skyrocket in my opinion. I think viewership and I think people are going to be more interested in podcasts. The reason being is that, um, especially since the pandemic hit, I think a lot of people are, are, are now appreciating conversation more. A lot of people are now appreciating, you know, being open to different ideas because especially, you know, you got the Black Lives Matter protests that were going on. You got, uh, you know, you got the uh, the election stuff, the vote that was going on. You got the capital storming that was going on. You got the COVID-19, obviously, that was going on. You got all these different things that are going on in the world constantly and it's, cons- it's consistently being talked about. And I think this could be easily a new form of media, a new form of, not a new form because podcasts have been around for a long time, but like, you know, it can be like the main form of, 
uh, uh, news, you know, it, not necessarily like factual news, but, you know, conversation, you know what I mean? Because we all learn through each other, like I always uh, love saying. Right. Once we all be able to learn through each other, we can um, easily, we can easily uh, make change and in, in what, in whatever, you know, whatever what's happening. So I feel like in, in a few years, five, six years from now, podcasting is going to be used. And I think a lot of people are, are, are starting up their own podcast. I see a lot of a lot of people that I didn't think would ever even have a podcast out of a podcast. So I think the fact that, you know, we're having these conversations and we're able to to share the wealth of knowledge amongst each other. I think podcasting is definitely going to be is going to be continuing to grow, grow, grow as years go on. Um, and especially, you know, it's 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 especially if you want to learn knowledge. A lot of people, there's a lot of people that doesn't, that doesn't necessarily like to read. They don't like reading. They don't like sitting down, concentrating, and reading. And I feel like podcasting is more of a visual audio aspect that's entertaining to them that they can also learn from a book but they're learning through personalities and voices and i think when we put our personalities through the mics it allows people to be more engaged than just a book and words if that if that makes sense yeah that makes total sense bro and i also think uh when it comes to the future of podcasting is it'll get easier and easier i mean there's always going to be a grind hustle and consistency factor to it but like I feel like there's going to be apps that make it easier. There's going to be software that make it easier. Uh, editing is going to become faster and more sufficient. Like, you know what I'm saying? And more people see like, oh, I know that person. I'm going to start a podcast. Too. I feel like it'd become more, uh, I don't want to say mainstream, but I feel like it'd become just like, you know, you got an Instagram. It's kind of like, yo, you got Insta- it's like having an Instagram or social media is going to be just as common as like having a podcast. Because it's like, like you mentioned, there's so many topics there's so many lanes that people can go into and i feel like um just like people start youtube channels all the time uh podcasting is going to be the new youtube type joint you know what i'm saying so i feel like it's definitely a future i feel like definitely it's going to be more and more people um and i definitely think it's going to get easier with with technology you know what i'm saying exactly and then you know once people is just i think when everybody starts to show you know if you're feeling you know you know, once you start getting into your, once you start, once you step out of your comfort zone, un, sorry, once you step out of your comfort zone to start it, you know what I mean, and you get it up and running, and once you really get into that rhythm, into that flow of what you got going on, and you know your target audience, you know the podcasting is going to be so fun. And I know it's stressful behind the scenes, but it's definitely going to be fun. Um, you know, you're being able to talk about the things that you want to talk about. And you can do it how you want to do it because nobody can tell you, you know, what you can and can't do. It's your show. There's no rules to your show. If you want to cuss, if you want to do this, you want to play certain music, you can do that. You know what I, mean? I think it's going to be very entertaining. I think it's going to be interesting to see where my podcast ends up five to six years from now. Hopefully, I'm still doing it. I'm pretty sure I am. But, you know, you never know what things happen in life. So, Fact. we'll see. Yeah, I hope I'm doing it five, six years from now, bro. You know what I'm saying? So, bro, appreciate you having, having you on the show. Um, Jess, did you want to say anything before we wrap things up? Oh, sure. I just kind of wanted to touch on the point that I think Marcus talked about earlier, where he was saying, like, the pandemic has definitely brought people more to, like, listening to podcasts and, like, interacting with people online. I definitely see that happening as far as, like, because we've all been deprived of human interaction for so long. I think it's definitely natural for people to try and find new ways to connect with people and find new outlets for that so um i do think that podcasts are definitely going to be a way to do that and that they're going to keep expanding and like growing as far as accessibility and like things that we can do with them so i agree with that the lunch break media group jb is the founder of
Mason and Mason, I'm so glad he found us. James is like Birdman, and I'm Little Wayne, and he is behind the scenes, and I do my thing. We getting this money, and we gotta get this bag. Are we scaling to the next level? You don't gotta ask. We getting this money, and we gotta chase this bag. Are we scaling to the next level? You don't gotta ask. The Lunch Break Media Group. The Lunch Break fights with Mason. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, for having thanks me. so much. Make sure y'all tune in to the Lunch Break Podcast, man. Make sure y'all tune in to my man Mason. Follow him, give him love, show him love, and everybody that's going to be watching later on. You know, make sure y'all continue to show love, spread love, and network, and, you know, tune into the conversation, and, and, you know, he's dropping great content, and I know it's going to be great content moving forward, so I thank you for having me. And I appreciate, you know, the work that you're doing. And I can't wait to collab with you and get you on my show eventually as well. So I appreciate you.